0: good evening uh, welcome to another episode of 280b or not 280b no we need it closer to you oh, sorry. i'm the one with the booming voice you're the one with <laughs> the quiet ladylike voice um we are going to do still on obstetrics hopefully our last may well last before a little quiz yeah. on obstetrics tonight is the night tonight's the night we're gonna finish obstetrics we're gonna do oh oh i've dropped my tea bag uh maternal <laughs> disorders in pregnancy uh, we're gonna make it super fun, super great. Uh, and if we get interrupted, s- some parents, yeah, ignore them. We're in the kitchen tonight. Move to the kitchen. Move to the kitchen. Righty, tell me some maternal disorders of pregnancy. Preeclampsia. Does that come into? You? No, it's not. radiologically that uh, it's actually no, n- yeah. not on here. But... Yeah, I mean, it's not. Um, radiologically significant. That's true. Yeah. Delicious. A little sweetie. Thank you. Uh, Tell me one that oh, those are lovely. Oh, lovely oh my goodness. Oh, mm. They're called bricks. Oh, they're lovely. Mm. Mm. Sorry. The <laughs> um, so there's one that uh, puts you at high risk of premature delivery, mm-hmm. and you need a little stitch. Puts you at risk of a premature delivery. Mm hmm. a of Maternal disorder. Mm-hmm. In pregnancy. You need a, it's solved by putting a stitch in. Oh, sorry. Um Oh uh, uh, like a large arse or yeah. an os early. Um it's called an incompetent cervix. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you're an incompetent cervix. Okay. Um that's when the shorter when shortened, the cervix. Mm. When shortened, the cervix is associated with a high risk of premature delivery. You call it short when the endocervical canal is less than less 2. than two point five centimeters. Exactly, oh, less oh. than two point five centimeters. That know. is exquisite guessing. Uh, there's something so it's like, shortened. So that's shortened. The the yeah. yeah. Um, there's something that occurs mm-hmm. in eighty percent. Of all pregnancies. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Mm. Um, Is this we we'll moved on to the next one? We moved on okay. to something else. Uh, it affects the right more than the left. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's No. Oh, shit. No, no that's completely wrong. 80% of pregnancies mm. affects the right side more mm. than the left. Mm. Any thoughts? Oh. It's due to Mass Effect. Me, the right side more than left because you get dextra rotation of the pregnant uterus, which makes sense. You know that uterus sits slightly to the right because the aorta like pushes it out the yeah, other yeah, way. Yeah, That's yeah. how I think about it. So it obviously is going to push on something. Mm. So um and you might notice this. Yeah, hydronephrosis. Smashed it. Which is mad. That's happens in 80% of No, I've heard that before. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. Fine. Not an exciting fact to you then. Bye. No, but it makes sense. Because it's one
1: of those things, it's like an obstruction related.
0: Yeah. But I was sorted by that actually. There's one thing I want to talk about, but it comes under, uh, and these aren't necessarily maternal disorders in pregnancy, but these are ways to think about something. Yeah. So this is things that grow during pregnancy. Yeah, everything grows. (laughs) I want four things that grow. Mm, Four things Your, your endometrium. It's actually not on here, okay. but babies is. So oh. I'm gonna encapsulate the entire gynecological system under that, okay. including breasts. So, yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> I want three weird. So that babies okay. is That's one, well, and then I want three weird things. Okay. Mm, oh, one's not boys. so weird. Yeah, one's fibroids. So thank you. Mm-hmm. And then two are really weird. Okay. Why is it like the moles, stuff No. Okay. That's I don't think you can guess these. they're thing. No. Okay. Not not gynecological. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, thyroid. <laughs> no. Yeah. Although I like that. It's because we did talk about it during thyroid stormy. <laughs> <didn't we? laughs> yeah. um, no, one is a splenic artery aneurysm mm. and the other is a renal AML. Okay. So that's like weird. Weird things that grow during pregnancy. Mm. Um, so of those things, which of those is a gynecological thing that I might want to talk about? fibroids fibroids thank you what happens to them in pregnancy they enlarge and they also sometimes can um, why can do they enlarge uh hormones but also which hormones oh uh estrogen estrogen exactly they're yeah. like the fibroadenoma of, yeah, breath, exactly. of the uterus yeah uh yeah so fibroids tend to grow in the early in early pregnancy secondary to elevated estrogen progesterone has the opposite effect and causes mm-hmm. inhibiting of growth
1: Which projection
0: comes towards it at the end. In later pregnancy, (laughs) exactly. Um, stretching of the uterus may affect the arterial blood supply Mm. and promote infarcts and cystic degeneration. Yeah. Which you were going to tell me anyway. Um, There is so another maternal disorder in pregnancy. This Mm -hmm. is something that sounds utterly terrifying. Okay. Um, most commonly occurs in the third trimester Mm -hmm. at the site of prior C-section. Any thoughts? This is not the vatter. It's, really it's a not pre- this. Pre- no. Pre- no. Pre- this is at something really dramatic. Time. Oh, rupture. Uterine rupture. Oh, God. I know. Um, it's really quite rare. I think so, yeah. Um, you see this most commonly in the third trimester at the site of prior C-section. Do you know any other risk factors? Um, late pregnancy. No. Okay. That's uh, not written here, at least. Multiple pregnancy, like twin. It's actually not written here, okay. but I would assume so, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not doing very well. You tell me. Uh, so a unicorn of its uterus. Oh, yeah. Um, prior uterine curatage. Which would have been done for uterine curatage. I think that's the same as... Um, right. Yeah, yeah, for anything endometrial. Mm. You do the mm. dilation and curatage, don't you? Yeah. Um, something called a trapped uterus which I learned about the other day. So persistent retroflexion, mm-hmm. if you've got adhesions from endometriosis or PID mm-hmm. or whatever, um, that puts you at greater risk. And interstitial implantation. So if the uterus is growing, if the embryo is growing slightly the wrong, it's not growing like in the um, body of okay, the uterus is growing kind of up a bit no, higher. Yeah. Um, just to remind me, what was the name of the uterus there? Please go for it. Go. Uh, what do you mean? The- one before last. Uh, trapped uterus. Trapped uterus. Mm. But actually, you can have a normal retroflex uterus, but is it, if mm-hmm. you have a retroflex and then like adhesion, it's hmm mm-hmm. Now, another maternal disorder in pregnancy. Okay. Help. Oh, that is preeclampsia. Tell me. Like elevated liver profile and hemolysis. Yep, yeah. And something, one other thing, helps eponymous acron- acronymous so her is hemolysis e, le, Major, elevated liver. liver enzymes and then localers mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes you're right this is the most severe form of preeclampsia mm-hmm. Um who gets it most often mm we exist in hypertension or we not <laughs> You're obsessed with hypertension. <laughs> no, uh primi-gravid women in their third trimester who are young. Oh, okay. Mm. Would um, not have that one? No, neither would I. Why do we worry about it so much? What do they end up with? Seminate intervascular coagulation. Exactly. I wouldn't have known that, Very good. Um if they show this. It's disseminated intervascular coagulopathy. Coagulopathy, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, if they show this, how would they show this to us in a radiological format? Um, hmm. I wouldn't know this. Don't tell me. No, I won't tell you. Mm. Oh, those are really a special treat. Mm. I don't know. Mm, so we'll show it ours, excuse me, hmm. a subcapsular hepatic hematoma. Oh, hematoma, yes, mm-hmm. the liver. In a pregnant or recently pregnant, pregnant woman. Yeah, that's yeah. the more I think, recently pregnant, so you might not think mm. Mm, Okay. Uh, tell me about peripartum cardiomyopathy. Peripartum? So the, the mum gets this? Mm-hmm. Mm. No idea. So it's a dilated cardiomyopathy. Yeah. Seen in the last month of pregnancy mm-hmm. to five months postpartum. Okay. Cardiac MRI findings include globally depressed function and non-vascular territory, subepicardial late gadolinium enhancement. I'll say that again. Non-vascular territory, subepicardial late gadolinium enhancement, and that corresponds to cellular lymphocyte infiltration. So for some reason, Get loads of lymphocytes going into the sub epicardial region Mm -hmm. and it causes some enhancement and a globally rubbish, like non heart function. function. Yeah, that's all I have to say about peripartum cardiomyopathy. That's not fun, so really, because they're not going to show us an echo. Oh, the MRI, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um, tell me about uh, what happens if a woman has. Uh, during delivery or just postpartum, yeah. she has a massive hemorrhage. Yeah, what might happen to her that we then might see on imaging? Well, whether it's, it's like a weird retained And mm, um, we're going to talk about that later. Keep that in mind. I'm actually thinking about something different. Okay. This so she's is. She had a massive hemorrhage. I are related stuff. No, very I'm very talking good. about something like weird and wonderful okay. that she might need a head scan for. Head MR. Oh, pituitary. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, mm-hmm. So you get like hypoperfusion of it, mm-hmm. and it's called pituitary. We did this in Euro. Mm-hmm. Mm, we didn't. Sort of, we did. Not, not the hypophysitis mm. you're thinking of. Uh, this is um, Sheehan syndrome. Oh, yeah. So this is pituitary apoplexy <laughs> in postpartum females who suffered large volume hemorrhage. Why does you need to put females there? I know. I'm postpartum I know. people would have done <laughs> um, who suffer from large volume hemorrhage. The pituitary grows during pregnancy. Yeah. So if you have an acute hypotensive episode, you can give it a stroke. Yeah. Um, and then... On MR, it looks slightly different depending on what time you image it at. So acute, it will probably be T1 bright if they show us yeah. a picture. Okay. And then um, you can get ring enhancement around an empty cellar in the sort of late phase. Which I think is really hard Yeah. I feel like so many pictures are empty, you yeah. know, you see it on head. Exactly. Like... You probably have a clinical history to sort of back it up. Yeah. In the question, yeah. I mean in clinical practice, I mean like if you don't have yeah. a quiet MRI. Like... Yeah. I so she um, now there was something you wanted to tell me about earlier. Retain products of... Oh yeah, okay, well we can talk about know, that. No, 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 tell me what the other thing is. The other thing is, uh, when we were talking about hydronephrosis and I said it happens more on the right. Oh, right. uh, Yeah, tell me. Um, it's usually postpartum. Mm-hmm. And- What's got thrombophobitis? It's the... I don't want to say it because I have to say the wrong thing. Okay ovarian vein okay fine and tell me what the lady presents with that you didn't like last time we spoke about this very painful I can't remember she gets it. pain yeah she gets something else that like classically that you really didn't like <laughs> she gets a fever oh uh, yeah <laughs> um, just because I would never think, make me think anything. I'm sure I've re-listened to the podcast oh, we okay. did and I say at the time when you have a pee, you can have a fever yeah and you were like, no, you can't. And I'm sure, I'm still convinced that that's one of those like medical school, but like, you don't actually see it, but it's a medical school okay. thing that okay. you can get a fever with a PE. Okay. I might be wrong. No, right. uh, I'm going to remember it because it'll make me remember ovarian not vein not thrombophobitis. Thrombophobitis. Um So risk factors, do you remember any? For the ovarian vein thrombophlebitis, yeah. Um... I wouldn't know these. C-section and endometritis, mm-hmm. whatever. The right side is affected five times more often than the left. Oh, so I was right when you said yeah, the right exactly. side. exactly. Um, and they would show it to us as an enlarged ovary and a thrombosed adjacent ovarian vein. I mean, it sounds simple when you say that. Yeah, i look at the picture and be like, I don't, know what, I don't know what part of the body this is. <laughs> uh, right, what, do you, what are we desperate to talk about? Uh, retained products. Tell me. Uh, well, Classical uh, clinical history. Uh ooh. oh like um long labour or delivery um oh I guess you'll present with bleeding. Mm. Um yeah probably fever as well. Um, well it's not necessarily infected. No. Uh so typical clinical story is continued bleeding after delivery or induced <coughs> abortion. What would it look like? I guess some hyper-echoic content within the endometrial cavity on ultrasound. Exactly. Couldn't have put it any better. Um, Presence or absence of flow is variable. You can have lots or you can have none. Um, It says a sneaky way to show this is irregular thickening of the endometrium that's greater than 10 millimetres with some reflective structures and shadowing representing fetal parts. Um you can also think about it when the endometrial thickness is greater than five millimetres following dilatation and curatage. Okay, so you thought it was something else dilatation and and the endometrial thickness is still more than five millimeters. Um is a way of terminating with dilatation yeah. and curatage. Yeah. So surely this is more uh failed than you haven't curataged yeah. at all, yeah. I think. Um so that's greater than five millimetres following dilatation In and more than 10 millimetres. More than 10... Irregular thickening of the endometrium greater than 10 millimetres mm-hmm. with some, like, reflective shadowing... Reflective structures and shadowing the, uh, the fetal parts. Um, <clears throat> testable associations include mm-hmm. medical termination of pregnancy, mm-hmm. second trimester miscarriage... Why, why medical... Uh, whether that's caused it, like, incomplete medical? I think these are... Uh, so. Y- you are at higher risk of having retained products of conception if you've oh, had okay. a medical termination of your pregnancy. Oh, okay, sorry. Of or, previous pregnancy. or that of course. that pregnancy. Um or you've had a second trimester miscarriage, which makes sense to me. There's more like established there. there. Yeah, yeah. Um and if you've got placenta accreta, again that makes sense to me. It's not going to come out as easily. Yeah. Because it's sort of dug in. Yeah. Yeah. Um very good, and then there's one final maternal disorder in pregnancy I'd like to talk to you about. Uh, this is a broad term for, um, the here we go, the history you will be given is fever and uterine tenderness. And, Did we just mention it with something else? Maybe, yeah. Endometritis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the history, if you're given one, will be fever, uterine tenderness, and C-section or prolonged labour. Okay. So like some reason why it's had cause to get infected. I got those two exactly I was talking about it for long.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah.
0: um, well, I think it makes sense that like surely retained products of conception make you more yeah. at, like at risk of having an endometritis. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it look like mm-hmm. on ultrasound? I guess it's going to be a thickened and endometrium, mm-hmm. so probably increased vascularity. Yeah, it doesn't actually say that. Thickened heterogeneous endometrium with or without fluid and air. Fine. Um, I think that's all the maternal. Oh no, <laughs> some stuff on multiple <laughs> gestations. A, yeah, here. but we've got ages. We've got ages? Oh, yeah. I didn't realise there was a whole other page. Disaster. Yeah. Face time. Yay. So we're now going to talk about multiple gestations. Yeah. Your favourite. Uh, have you seen the documentary? No. I might watch another episode. Okay, good. Um, tell me about placental terminology in twin pregnancies. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so what you're interested in is the chorion and the amnion. Yes. Um, so you can you can have them to be mono or di. Mm-hmm. So the the probably one that's going to have most complications (laughs) is mono-mono. Yeah. Mono-amniotic, mono-chorionic. Would you say it the other way around? Don't mind. Okay. (laughs) I think it's And then that means you have one... The pictures are confusing in this book, so ignore that. Yeah. Uh, One onion, one chorion. They're sharing more. Mm -hmm. And then you can have... Diagnonic, uh, is that right? Monochorionic, diagnotic. Mm-hmm. So, one, still one percenter, but two. Yeah, that's what confuses me, the picture, it. chorion is percenter, amion is... Yeah, so you, you've said... Diagnotic, monochorionic, uh, or I said it wrong? Oh, have I got confused? Ba, 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 ba. One moment, please. I think I've confused myself. Certainly. whatever keep going tell me anyway yeah so mono 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 die yeah other mono die 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 <laughs> exactly um which one do uh non-identical twins have die die yeah. or um uh dichorionic mono-emnoto? No, other way. Dizygotics Di- are always dichorionic and diamniotic. Both yeah. of them? Yeah, always. They've got two um, separate two then separate ones. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you can have dichorionic, diamniotic with monozygotic twins, so identical twins. Yeah. But um, you always have that with dizygotics because no, there, there'd be no reason friends. why their placenters would be the same. They don't come from the same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um what what determines whether they've got one or two percent Thank you. Any so idea? earlier it separates something like ten days. So, so oh, I've got eight longer. days actually. Oh eight. Yeah. Um so if it separates early great. Yeah, and then you get diamniotic yeah. after eight days, monoamniotic. As a point of trivia, the late splitting after thirteen days can cause Good bad. Bad. <laughs> twins. twins, yeah. Thoroughly <laughs> really bad. Mm. Um, good, 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 good. So tell me about how we differentiate on imaging. Oh, oh you need like certain size. One's yeah. called the T side. Thank you. And with that one, essentially, they're together. So that's your thinking more your mono ones. Yeah. Essentially, because the two aren't fully separated, and yeah. there's one I think is called the delta sign yeah. essentially is the opposite of that, mm-hmm. which you get like almost like a little indent or V yeah. between the sacs of the two of them which kind yeah. sort of implies that they're more separate. Yeah, exactly. And it's also between what, though, between the... Chorions. Chorions, between mm. placentas, okay. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I see. So. Because <laughs> I just get so confused here, because it says monochorionic, which yeah. in my head is one placenta, yeah. but then they've drawn two yeah so I don't know I got really but I just thought I don't think I need to I don't think we need to worry too much too about worried. it yeah R- Ritty will have the answer do the Ritties I know you know what they are so just don't look at those yeah. images um yes the sign you were telling me the delta sign is yeah. also called the twin peak sign okay um and then um there's also membrane thickness you can use as a way to assess okay um so thick will be more thick easy to see thin hard to see thick is supposed to mean there are four layers yeah uh, so it's dichorionic, thin two, so monochorionic, mm-hmm. um, but that's not a brilliant way. So then we use the twin peak sign. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, it's like a beak like tongue between the two membranes, and that excludes a monochorionic pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And then the T sign, that's monochorionic when you yeah. don't see anything there. Yeah. Good. Uh, twin growth. Do you use centiles? Yeah. Do you? Yes. Yeah, so you use normal growth charts yeah. for the first and second trimester, yeah. but not the third. Okay. Um, and then the femur length tends to work best for twin age and later pregnancy. No, wait, why don't you use the percentiles in the third trimester? Because I think they slow down. More accurate, yeah, okay. I think like naturally the baby slows down. You always have like, twins are way smaller, I think. Oh, this is specific for twins. Yes, sorry. Okay, no, no, yeah. that makes more sense. I was a bit confused. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is a significant difference between twins in terms twins, of size? Twig- no. no, no, a difference in size. Twins. I want a percentage. Oh. Excuse
1: me. 30. 15. Oh,
0: more than 15% difference in either fetal weight or abdominal circumference between t- twins is considered significant which i don't think that's very much no, no. fat twin thin twin. so funny because i literally have some friends and they aren't that twin, thin, oh my god yeah. i'd be fat twin how embarrassing <laughs> uh tell me about twin twin transfusion so essentially that's when when does it occur i think you have to have a monochorionic exactly uh mm-hmm. pregnancy mm-hmm. And essentially they're sharing the placenta one of them becomes greedy and yep. it's getting all the blood supply. yeah. So that one gets big, but actually almost does worse because it gets heart failure. Yes. And the other one is losing its nourishment, so it becomes small. Yeah, and when you say it gets heart failure, what do we call that in a fetal setting? High drops. High drops, exactly. Um, so the fat one can get high drops and die. Um, you get unequal, the way you can see that, you get unequal fluid in the amniotic sacs, yeah. which makes sense. Um the donor will have the donor of the blood will have lots of fluid because it's small and amount it's at. Oligohydramnios. Oh. Because the fat to insol and everything and well. now I've got heart failure. Fine. People and it's like fluid drop high them. drops everywhere. Oh, you know. Okay. Um, there's a buzzword for that. Um if the skinny twin, the donor twin, has oligohydramnios mm-hmm. and the buzzword is it's stuck to the wall of the uterus. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the fat twins floating bobbly, bobbling along in his polyhydramniotic sac, yeah. <laughs> um, what will which twin will have high resistive umbilical artery uh, indices or whatever? Don't tell me. See the receiver or giver. So we're going to have the high The small twin? Yeah. Why? I don't know. doesn't actually say that here. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of it as so. He's smaller with a lot coming to him. We've got to remember that the umbilical artery is going away from the twin yeah. to the placenta, isn't it? Yeah. So it's bringing, it's not oxygenated, no, it's deoxygenated. It's deoxygenated. So it is going against the... But is all that where you do your eyes? The umbilical artery, okay. yeah. Um, and it's, so it's coming away from the twin. And I think about it as it's having a tougher time accessing the placenta. So taking anything from the placenta or giving anything back to the placenta. Okay. So how I think about it. Fine. So it's resistive indices are going to go up. Yeah. Um, tell me about, we've only got a few left. Um okay. twin-reversed arterial perfusion syndrome. <laughs> no, fine. You can get intraplacental shunting that results in a pump twin. Oh yeah. Who will pump blood to the other twin. The other twin will not develop a heart. Yeah. And it's called an acardiac <clears throat> twin. The acardiac twin will not be okay. Uh, so it has totally deformed upper body. The pump twin can be normal and does okay as long as the strain on his or her heart isn't too much. Yeah. Um, so if the cardiac twin is really big, that's then bad. the pump twin What's will harder. usually be killed yeah. as well. And um, by big, I mean greater than 70% of the estimated fetal weight of the pump twin. Okay. So, so that's quite a lot. Quite a yeah. Lot. yeah. Um, they could show this on a doppler as um an umbilical artery flow towards the acardiac twin or an umbilical vein flow away from the acardiac twin yeah should we try and work that out how does that make sense well they're both the artery that's going towards the acardiac twin because mm-hmm. the one's pumping to it mm-hmm. and the one away i guess because then the twin gets rid of it, the oxidative blood to the other twin. Yeah, but those it. those are going the wrong way because mm-hmm. umbilical artery flow should be away from a baby. Yeah. And umbilical vein flow should be into the baby. So these are going the other way. So we just need to remember that. Yeah, that's why, because in this case, yeah. umbilical artery is supplying the oxygen, is yeah, that right? Yeah. Which isn't normal. Which isn't yeah, normal, Yeah. exactly. Um, and then there's something called one dead twin okay one yeah um at any point during pregnancy one of the twins can die it's a bigger problem for the surviving twin if it occurs later in pregnancy oh, yeah. um this is really grim This it's called eat it feet no fetal no that's not it oh. um that's the next one oh. <laughs> um fetal papriaceous papriaceous so like papyrus Papri-ish. is a um latin term for pressed flat dead fetus oh yeah grim Uh, and then tell me about twin twin embolization syndrome you're about to tell me one eats the other yeah so you have an embolized necrotic dead baby being transferred to the living fetus it's not eating it but it's going into its blood supply (sighs) and what can this do to the alive baby affect its blood supply tell me how it's gonna block something uh-huh yeah Yeah, what's that also called yeah so um it can cause infarct um, tissue ischemia and then it can also cause DIC okay um this can only occur he says this is a testable bit of trivia this can only occur in a monochorionic pregnancy which makes sense they're sharing the same blood supply yeah that's all I've got to tell you about multiple gestations okay congratulations Congratulations. kind regards (laughs)